bad girls talking about your bad girls. Well, I'm not a girl and I'm not bad. So meaningless beginning to the podcast. Sorry. Um, let's, uh, let's get this sucker rolling folks. Welcome to the Harlan highway. It's me, Harlan Williams. And, uh, in the flesh, in the blood, in the oil and in the vinegar, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, something a little sad. The oldest woman in the world has died. We've got to talk about that. Um, we are going to be doing an experiment today. We've got a new piece of equipment that allows us to listen into orbit, into outer space. We're going to try and pick up some signals from uh, outer space. Um, we're going to be talking uh, about a guy named uh, Banksy, who is a uh, f- world-famous uh, graffiti artist, and uh, he has some words of wisdom that I think you might find uh, compelling. Um, and have you? Uh, we're going to talk about advertising and stuff like that. And uh, how about your back? Have you ever thrown your back out? There's many interesting ways to realign your back, and I got caught in a real weird and creepy way to do it. So hold on. Put your seatbelts on. This is the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right. Let's get this sucker going, huh? You are causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. Well, let's play some funeral music here. Yeah, it's a sad day. Hit the funeral music, Raj. It looks like the oldest person in the world died yesterday. A lady in Memphis, Tennessee, 116 years old. Are you kidding me, man? Didn't Jim Morrison die when he was 26? Uh, Actually, Harland, Jim Morrison died when he was 28, and uh, so did Janis Joplin, 28, and Jimi Hendrix, also 28. And this this broad lived to be 116? Do you know how many albums The Doors would have right now if they had lived that long? Do you know how many drugs Janis Joplin would have done? you know how many... uh, cool guitar solos Jimi Hendrix would have done. This poor lady, man. Do you want to live that long? 116? Do you want to outlive the tree in your yard? I mean, you got to figure it about 109, that tree's going to like fall over and you got to go, man, I used to feel old when I went to a nightclub, but watching that tree live and die before I did, that kind of gives you one right in the old ribs there, huh? What do you do at that age, man? How many boyfriends you been through at 116? You could probably lie, you know? Hey, baby, how old are you? I'm 16. Wow, you look kind of mature for your age. Yeah, well, I'm 16. Although I'm lying about the extra 100 part. (laughs) 
Man, can you imagine being that old? Holy, you fart. Dust comes out. That's just, that's old, man. You got so many varicose veins on your legs, you use them as a road map. I think we're lost. I better roll up my shorts. <laughs> oh, let's see, go there. Okay, we're back on track. <laughs> it's Harlan Williams. Spock said it best, people. Live long and prosper. <laughs> Who the hell's Spock? <laughs> Wait, who the hell's Harlan Williams? <laughs> All right. All right, Granny. Take it easy. God. We're all getting old. We're all moving along. You're older now than when I just said we're getting old. Isn't it funny? You just can't shut it off. It just keeps rolling. When you think of uh, one day going by... One hour. What'd you What'd you do yesterday? What'd you What'd you do this morning? Did you spend an hour watching the news? That was an hour of your life, an hour of your time, an hour of your limited window of being here on uh, good old planet Earth, listening to this podcast. Is using your time, and I gotta say. Thank you. If uh, if you're making me part of your valuable time, if you're making the Harland Highway part of your valuable time, thank you. I hope it's enhancing your life. I hope it's giving you something. That's the plan here, to give you something. Because um, the world's full of clutter and it's full of uh, people with their own agendas. Case in point, advertisers. Okay. I think we all hate commercials. We all hate billboards. Um, But how deeply do we think about them? Um, There's a gentleman, if you want to call him a gentleman. He's from the United Kingdom, and he just goes by the name of Banksy. And if you don't know who he is, he's a a world-famous graffiti artist with quotes, air quotes around the word artist, okay? Uh, he's a guy that's made quite a name for himself for doing uh, very original and thought-provoking graffiti in public places, on walls. And he's a guy that's never revealed his face. He keeps hidden in the shadows. But I have to say, as far as his graffiti goes, it's uh, like I said, it's, it's thought-provoking. It, it challenges us. It um, provokes us. It stimulates us. It's It's pretty clever, I have to say. Now, the reason I'm saying I have to say is because I'm not a big fan of graffiti in general. Um, You know, I don't care if it's Einstein doing the graffiti. I just don't really approve of other people deciding, you know what, I'm going to deface your building. I'm going to deface your architecture. I'm going to put what I want on your private property. What's that? You paid a million dollars for that that, uh, office building? Well, I don't care. Why should I care? I'm going to spray paint all over it. Yeah, I, I need to get my message out. And I'm going to use your building to facilitate that. Well, I don't like that. Because, uh, you know, people work hard for their money. People, uh, people um, you know, pay to erect buildings and own property and 
blah, blah, blah. And, and yeah, maybe uh, seem like it's part of the system and the man's keeping us down and, oh, corporate America. And, but still, at the end of the day, we all have to live somewhere. We all have to work somewhere. And, you know, if, if your path in life is to be an entrepreneur, make money and, and run a business and open a building, well, then... You know, that's the path you took, and if you did well at it, why should you be punished by some guy coming along and and defacing it? I don't think it's respectful, and uh, let me put it this way. Any graffiti artist out there, I'm sure they live somewhere. How would they like it if someone kicked in their front door and spray-painted shit all over their bedroom wall or all over their TV or... All over their face. It's a violation. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all about art and expression. And, you know, if you can find, uh, you know, an abandoned building or a, an old wall that doesn't lead to anything anymore, you know, that's one thing. But to just deface uh, people's property, not into it. But that being said, I got to give kudos to this guy, Pansy. He's, uh, or not Pansy, what am I saying? Banksy. His name's Banksy. Who the hell, who the hell's Pansy? Pansy. <laughs> who the hell's Pansy? I am. I'm Pansy, and I've just taken them off. How do you like what you see? Put them on, dude. <laughs> oh, man. That's a violation right there, getting the guy's name wrong. His name's Banksy. Not Pansy. Pansy's his girlfriend. Um, and he, he's featured in a movie called Exit Through the Gift Shop. Uh, it's a very uh, interesting documentary that was done on this reclusive guy. And uh, I recommend it. it it's, I, I, I kind of watched it going, ah, what the hell is this? I'm not that interested in graffiti and the world of graffiti. But after watching Exit Through the Gift Shop, um, I, I certainly... Uh, had a sense of enlightenment and uh, a sense of respect for the vision of a graffiti artist. But again, I still don't agree with, uh, you know, thinking you're above the law and thinking you have the right to splatter your your ramblings on someone else's pri- private property. But enough about that. Uh this Banksy guy is kind of one of these guys that rallies against uh, society, rallies against uh, advertising and things like that. And I think we need people like that. I think we all need to be a bit like that. Because uh, I think, uh, you know, in life, a lot of us, we get we get beaten into being drones and sheep and all those words that, that people use. And to a degree, I think we let it happen because we're like, well, how harmful is it? And we're also like, well, there does have to be some kind of world order and societal order. I mean, you know, if everyone just ran around screaming and swinging an axe and burning things down, I mean, none of us would be around that long. Would that be a more exciting way of life? Probably. But... We're at the place we're at, and we have to deal with the trappings that the world throws at us. And uh, sometimes I think we get numb to all of it. And what I respect about a guy like Banksy is he pushes buttons to kind of say, hey, wake up. Look around you. Don't, uh, Don't just settle 
for what they say. You know, the old they. So here's a here's a uh, statement, a quote, a passage from Banksy on the world of advertising that I thought was uh, quite thought-provoking and uh, quite articulate. And, um, you know, I'm going to read it to you and uh, see what you think. Here's uh, Banksy, the world-famous um, graffiti artist on the world of advertising. People are taking the piss out of you every day. They butt into your life, take a cheap shot at you, and then they disappear. They leer at you from tall buildings and make you feel small. They make flippant comments from buses that imply you're not sexy enough and that all the fun is happening somewhere else. They are on TV making your girlfriend feel inadequate. They have access to the most sophisticated technology the world has ever seen, and they bully you with it. They are the advertisers, and they are laughing at you. You, however, are forbidden to touch them. Trademarks, intellectual property rights, and copyright law mean advertisers can say what they like whenever they like with total impunity. Fuck that. Any advert in a public space that gives you no choice whether you see it or not is yours. It's yours to take, rearrange, and reuse. You can do whatever you like with it. Asking for permission is like asking to keep a rock someone just threw at your head. You owe the companies nothing, less than nothing. You especially don't owe them any courtesy. They owe you. They have rearranged the world to put themselves in front of you. They never asked for your permission. Don't even start asking for theirs. Banksy. So interesting. An interesting take on, you know, the the slew of advertising we're confronted with every day. The overwhelming amount of advertising we run into every day, whether it be on television, radio, billboards, signs, bus stops. Um, and, and Banksy has a good point. Nobody, nobody asked us if we wanted that stuff in front of our eyes. You know, obviously it's a message. It's, it's, a, it's a branding. It's uh, imagery and words that, that we absorb, we take in and, and affect us. And uh, it's true. There, he, he, nobody asked if, if we would want that in our line of vision. They just put it there and assumed we want to see it. I'll tell you a funny story. I might have mentioned this before, but uh, I was in uh, East Berlin in Germany before the wall came down. And it was incredible. I mean, uh, this was a city that was completely void of any of that stuff. There was no uh there was no advertising, there was no billboards, there was nothing but the buildings and the street lights, and there was only about five street lights. Imagine that in a major city. Um and it was amazing because what really popped out was the architecture and and the dwellings of people and the, the molding over a door and the the uh the shape of a building and the materials used in the building and 
the length of a street. You can look down a street without your eyes being interrupted by uh, anything. And uh, it was fascinating. That, that really hit me when I was in East Berlin at how much I was noticing the architecture and, and everything around me. Uh, versus, you know, being in in a free uh, in a in a free uh, part of the world where there's advertising splashed everywhere. So as fate would have it, I ended up going back to the Berlin Wall uh, once it was ripped down, and I went into East Berlin again. And this was right after the wall came down, probably like a few months. And sure enough, I walked through some of the same area I uh, had been in. And up on a giant billboard was a huge pink Baskin-Robbins um, billboard. And this thing just stuck out like a sore thumb. And it kind of destroyed uh, the memory of what I had seen there before. And it made me feel sad. I was like, oh, man. I know on one hand they got freedom. But on the other hand, this is freedom? Big freaking pink billboard glowing in the night for for ice cream. And I realized, I went, wow, here we go. Welcome to uh, the system. And and part of me, and I, I, you know, I don't really mean this, but part of me wondered, geez, did they have it better off behind the wall where they didn't have all this crap? Is Is that a better system to... To not be inundated with all this crap? And, you know, the answer is I'd rather deal with a bit of crap in order to have my freedom, of course. But it was very striking. So there you go. That's my discussion on uh, advertising. Uh, Not sparked by me, really, but sparked by this this, uh, quote that I saw by Banksy. And... uh, I think it's important that in the world we have people that ask these questions, make these statements, push these buttons. And, you know, at the end of the day, I I can't believe that we're all that stupid that we're like, oh, yeah, gee, we're being inundated. Uh, I have to feel like to a degree we all get it. We all know what's happening and we just kind of accept it and go, okay, I I know how to filter it out. I know I know how to accept it or deny it. Um. You know, Banksy's statement here maybe makes us feel a little more like sheep and a little dumber than we are. But uh, I got to give human beings a little more credit than that. But I do appreciate what Banksy uh, said. Uh, Thought-provoking to say the least. What do you think? Um, You can always leave your comments at harlowwilliams.com. Or you can call me, 323-739-4330, and uh, let me know what you think. Now it's time for a commercial. Oh, man. Today, the United States is engaged in a gigantic effort to send men to the moon. For this effort, Pillsbury has developed many special foods. Here is the first one to be made available to the public, Space Food Sticks. To meet the demands of a long space flight, space food sticks had to be a compact, nutritious, high-energy food. That's why they make the perfect between-meal energy snack. Energy for hard play. Energy for hard work. Lasting energy to feel alive. 
If that sounds better than some of the things your family fills up on between meals, you should try Space Food Sticks for good nutrition and lasting energy in a chewy, tasty snack food. Chocolate, caramel, and peanut butter. About 44 calories. At your grocer's next to the instant breakfast section. Space Food Sticks, the energy snack from U.S. Aerospace Research and Pillsbury. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Harlan Williams here. And you're on the Harland Highway. What a treat it is to have you along for the ride today. Hope you're having a good one. You know what? We get new technology here all the time at the Harland Highway. We're always getting new gadgets to enhance your listening experience and filters and um, sound equipment and... Uh, you know, microphones and just high-tech stuff that you probably can't even get your head around. I mean, don't even try. Uh-uh. But uh, we got this thing. We got this little device here where we can actually go out into the stratosphere and pick up sounds from orbit, from outer space. I, I guess the theory is... It's like these guys with the giant satellite dishes sitting on the top of a mountain in Hawaii. We listen for extraterrestrial uh, activity, voices, sounds, any type of clue that there's something out there. So I got my uh, producer here, Roger. Roger, let's turn this thing on and uh, see if we can pick up any intelligent life out there, okay? Flick on the switch, Roger. Here we go. Let's see what we find out there in space. Get the tools. What tools? The tools we've been using for the last ten years. Oh, those tools. Oh, 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 Wow, how about that, huh? Well, it, I guess that proves there is stuff out there. We're not alone, people. Okay, there's more out there in the universe than just the Harland Highway and you. No, no, stop, stop. Who am I kidding? Who are we kidding? There, there's no one really out there but you and the Harland Highway. I, I take that back. That was, that, was, that was wrong for me to say. Um, and speaking of, um, things being out there, you ever, um, throw your back out? Has that ever happened? You one of these people whose back goes out? Um, I don't. I, so far, so good. My back has stayed in and not out. My back, um, hi, I'm your back. Yes. And I'm coming out. What do you mean? I'm coming out. Figure it out. Don't you get it? Wait, you're, you're, my back is coming out. That's right. And sad for you, I'm on your back. Ooh. Uh-huh. So, no, my back has not come out. But uh, I had a buddy of mine. This was weird. Uh, me and a buddy were hanging out. And uh, a guy I've known for, like, uh, you know, 25 years, my buddy Sean, and uh, we're just kind of goofing around. We were doing a little construction work. Then we sat and had some lunch and blah, blah, blah. We were just, you know, kind of talking. And out of nowhere, he goes, hey, man, will you uh, step on my back? 
And I was like, dude, do you have something you need to tell me? No, seriously, dude. I'm going to lay down, and can you step on my back? And I'm like, what? Step, step on your, stand on your back? He's like, yeah, my back's gone out. I go, no, I'm not standing on your back, on your spine. Yeah, man, you got to stand on it. It, it. it pops it back in. I'm like, what? God, no. He goes, come on, man. My family does it all the time. And I'm like, whoa, uh, okay. If, if you really want me, like, you know I weigh like 200 pounds, right? Yeah, man, step on my back. Stand right on it. And I'm like, you know, with all the advances in uh, in medicine, in in uh, in um, what's that stuff in in the in the world of chiropractors, uh, our, our knowledge of uh, the human body, hospitals, uh, you know, all that stuff. I don't know that standing on someone's spine to realign it. Is, is really in any medical journal anywhere. I mean, how often in life does someone say, hey, man, would you mind uh, standing on my spine? So needless to say, I was, all, I was taken aback. No pun intended. Did you catch that? Taken aback. I just realized, yes, I got it. Okay, get back. I mean, what was that? Get back. Go Stop coming out, back. Oh, I love that restaurant. Outback restaurant? Are you asking me out for dinner? What I'm saying is, I came out. I'm a back, and I came out. Yes, now I need you to go back in and stop interrupting me. All right, but what time are we going to Outback? Shut up! Ooh, I like them spicy. Oh, okay. So anyways, so I do it. My buddy lays down on the ground, and I stand on his back. And it's weird because I don't know if you've ever stood on a human body. How many of you have stood on a human body? It's weird. I mean, you know, human bodies are full of uh, muscle and tissue and organs, and, you know, our bones are flexible to a degree. Our rib cage uh, expands and contracts. So here I was, I kind of stood on this guy, and, and it's weird because, uh, you know, everything moves. Your skin slides around. So it was, it was a little bit awkward, and I could feel the weight of my body kind of compressing his body and pushing it down, and things were kind of shifting. And it's hard to keep your balance because, you know, the, the backbone has got uh, the, 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 the kind of like the spikes on the vertebrae and... The skin sliding around, and there's a little bit of fat, and it was just odd. So in a way, I was kind of like surfing a little bit on this guy's back, and I'm standing there like trying to keep my balance. I'm like, and then all of a sudden, I hear it. It's like these horrible cracking noises pop, and I'm like, oh, my God. And the guy's right. His back is cracking. And it wasn't just like one crack. It was a bunch of cracks. Did you say crack? Stop it. And I'm just like, ooh, freaky. And not only was it cracking, but, you know, I had my socks on at this point. And you could feel the vibration of his back going right up through my my body. 
right? You know how our, our, our fingers and feet and our whole epidermal layer has sensors where we feel vibration and movement and, uh, you know, we're sensitive to anything like that. And I can feel this back cracking running through my feet and right up through my body. And I was like, ah, God, creepy, real creepy. I'm not creepy. I'm just trying to come out. So really, you know, before you stand on your friend's back, be ready for it and, and, and maybe try not to do it. I don't know. But anyways, my buddy Sean, he pops right back. He goes, thanks, man. Feel great. You want to go uh, throw a canoe around or something? No, thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. I'm looking forward to my nightmares. My nightmares where I'm lost in a boneyard walking across dead corpses to get to the other side. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh. Maybe I could hold your hand, walk you through it. Shut up. Ugh. Anyways, let's get out of let's get out of this one. Oh, I'm out. I'm already out. Stop it. Ooh. All right, let's let's. I'm. I gotta end it here. I can't take any more of this. Ugh. Uh. So let's see what is going on. Let's have some announcements, shall we? Uh, don't forget this weekend, starting tonight, uh, May 31st, yours truly will be at the Improv in Chicago, just outside of Chicago in Schaumburg. Great club, a beautiful club, the Improv. Uh, come and check that out. And then uh, the following week, I will be in Tampa, Florida, Tampa, palm trees, flamingos, uh, that'll be June 7th through June 10th at the Tampa Improv. Check that out. And uh, don't forget to check out harlowwilliams.com. Uh, check out the store. We have brand-new T-shirts uh, up, hand-drawn T-shirts that I draw myself. I mean, I, I don't even know if they're still available. These things go really fast when I put them up. Um, they're kind of these one-of-a-kind hand-drawn shirts that I do. People love them, and, uh, you know, I'm making this announcement, but who knows, uh, they could be sold out as of now. I only have, like, six of them up there because it takes me a while to do them. But uh, check them out, and if you're lucky, grab one if you see something you like. Um, and uh, and what else could I tell you? I think that's it. Don't forget uh, to uh, check out... Um, my uh, Twitter page at Harlan Williams, or uh, you can always join up on uh, Facebook on uh, Harlan Williams. So uh, there it is. Uh, we are done for today. Thank you for uh, coming along for the ride, and uh, we will catch you next time. And until then, keep your back in shape. Oh, I will. <sighs> and chicken chow mein, baby. How about the Outback? <laughs>